0: episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Yvonne. And I'm Sabrina. And we are so happy to be back with another fun-filled episode of our podcast. Um, Happy Women's History Mom! Wow! Shout out to the bitches. (sighs) Raise your (laughs) hand if you fucking love women. Hands, both my hands are raised. (laughs) And my my toes are raised. Do me a favor right now. Go pay a woman's Go pay a woman's bills. Go pay for her nails to get done. Go pay for her hair to get done. Go pay for her therapy session. Go, mm-hmm. go pay her some respect. If you don't have no money, go pay her with respect. Go pay, shower her with some love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. But do something for a woman in your life. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, how have how, you been? Fuck, like I have not been talking to you. I know we've been I, texting, I, but I feel like it's like so much. I have it's only oh been like four shit. days, but I'm like, I so
1: miss you. a lot can happen in four days. I'm I'm feeling groovy. I'm feeling jiggly. I'm feeling nice. clean. How are you feeling?
0: Um, same. I'm feeling very groovy. Um, nothing's wrong. I'll tell you that. Oh, I'll take it. Nothing's wrong. Aww. Um, so let's get into the show, shall we? Let's just get into the fade Four. Let's get right into it. We got four badass women for our fade Four this
1: week, celebrating Women's History Month. Let's get it. So, no surprise. I feel like this list is, um, like, really no surprise. Um, I was really thinking about, again, like, old school divas, because that's, like, my favorite type of woman. Mm -hmm. um i love a throwback hoe um so of course on my list i have share like that's not shocking like she is such an icon um who has had amazing quotes like um where um she's her mom i think said something about her finding a rich man and she said I am the rich man, you know. I say that all the time because it's true. It's like once you get to a certain
0: point where you can take care of yourself, that the need to look for men is with money goes away. Or a man only having money is just like that's really not enough. I always think of Cher saying, I am a rich man. I don't need a rich man. Like I am.
1: Exactly. So she has just had like such she just I just love that about her that she is a lover but she's like i don't need a man and she just always i I feel like she's always been in control of her image and who she was even when you know she was working alongside um her husband uh sunny bono she just was always excuse me she's always that bitch you know yeah and she's any um decade she's had a hit like that's crazy i remember Uh, that shit in the 90s exactly so the next one tina turner like absolutely need i say more like she is and we're gonna get into this like later in the episode but the fact that her career really took off when she wasn't the youngest you know she's in her 40s in her 40s like that is so admirable like that is so, like you know, because I had no idea, um, when I was, you know, a kid, I had no idea. I just was like, oh, this is Tina Turner. Like I never, her age was never a big thing to me. I just was like, she is a badass woman. I never thought about that. Um, and I missed that time where women could just be like, it was like without questions, just like this woman is like she's the shit like you know and people so, know her
0: for her legs like people exactly remember that.
1: exactly so yeah tina turner um and also she is a rock star she's a black rock star um right. so you gotta respect that um oh, excuse me i don't know why i'm yawning so much but this uh third one is diana ross mm-hmm um, because when I think of the word diva I think of Diana Ross Same. like so big so extra like the star signature hair like let's give it up for ladies with signature hair Um, and as somebody who always loves to wear big hair I definitely can relate to her on that level but I just feel like she doesn't even have she didn't even have to do much she just was just legendary in the she has, main... and
0: she has done so so much and has just remained so timeless though that's the exactly. wild thing I never forget that was Michael Jackson bestie like at one point like that's
1: years. so wild It's <laughs> just, just Tracy <laughs> Ellis Ross's mom like yeah what? come on that is just so wild so I just feel like she is just she's a legend she's an icon she like she is a moment
0: titty, like what yeah she's amazing.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah like she just and she also like has natural sex appeal like even like you know within her older age but i just always felt like i remember being younger like and remembering like when i heard the word diva and stuff like that i always thought of diana ross and mariah Mm Carey. and um yeah so i just love that uh again a respect to a woman that has a signature look who is just like commands respect just she's my kind um and the last one again not a shocker dolly parton um i love dolly parton so freaking much i have loved dolly parton since i was a kid um and again i i guess the theme you know with my list is that i love people that have signature looks like that is like one of my favorite things because I feel like it takes a lot of guts to stand in and say, this is my look. This is who I am. And I'm not changing for nobody. Like, right. I'm doing what I like, what makes me happy. Um, And I feel like that's, like, a theme with the women that I named. And Dolly Parton is definitely the first one to come to mind. Like, I will never forget. I think she was on Oprah um, when I was a kid. And I remember she was saying that she there was a the town tramp and she looked up to her like that's what she (laughs) wanted to dress like and look like and hearing that as a kid i just was like that is so amazing like the fact that she was like i love this look like she had her own idea of like what was beautiful to her Mm -hmm. and she embodied it and i just was watching an interview um with her like her fashion throughout the years on vogue and how she was saying um that uh she was like whoever said less is more was full of it more is more (laughs) like she was saying because i love wearing too much makeup wear big hair like you know tight fit and clothes and stuff like that and i just love that that people i love when people have an idea of beauty that's just not like conventional the, yeah conventional like and they the standard. don't need no
0: approval exactly. they don't need the approval
1: exactly so when I was younger and looking up to like these women especially like Dolly Parton and Cher um I just was like that's what I like that's why I feel like my style is the way it is because I'm like I do like stuff that is like not even though like The style that I like is like trending now, but like, you know, you've always been on that type of time. Yeah, exactly. Like, because you know, a year from now, people will be like, oh, that was a phase for me, like, cringe. But I'm like, this is how, like, I've been wearing high topics since high school and I still wear it to this day. Like, it's just like that. So I just love women, especially as a woman, to find a style and do things for you is just so legendary and like I just love that and I feel like that's like what ties in like all of my list of ongoing themes is just women that's just living for them and doing things that make them feel sexy and like make them feel beautiful and they're like, This is my style. You either like it or you don't and I don't care. And that's why I love older women. Um always have like older divas because they are just so secure and you know what they do and like back in the day I feel like it was definitely different especially with social media and stuff like that I just love
0: it yes and also just want to say real quick because I was watching this Dolly Parton documentary and there's some other things that I learned about her that also really motivated me and I think about in times where I feel like I want to be smaller you know what I mean she always um was writing her own songs. Let's we'll start there. She's She wrote her songs and they are like stories. Like mm-hmm. for nine to five, she said, yeah, I'll be in a movie, but I got to write the, 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 what's it called? Mm-hmm. The s- music, the go, the, the soundtrack, like the main song, I will be in the movie if you allow me to write that. And that 9 to 5 song, she literally wrote in between, like clicking her, hitting her hand on the desk to sound like a keyboard. That was her, the sound of her nails that she, and she wrote 9 to 5. She wrote Jolene from the super vulnerable perspective. Also, she's funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. Also, she never let people in her business. People don't know who her husband is. Is she married? Is she has kids? She never was she never was hateful to anybody and she went on record to say i've never hated anybody so that's a living example when people be trying to make excuses for old races that you ain't have to be in the 70s you just wanted to be <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do love dolly Parton. she definitely motivates me to be big because you could tell she don't care but no one thinks and like that's just super in- inspiring to me um I love it it's so nice. so my first on my list is actually someone who has really been introduced to my life within the last two weeks. Um her name is bozama St John uh she is the chief of marketing for Netflix, and prior to that she worked for like Pepsi she worked for uh beats, she worked for Apple um but she got her start as Spike Lee's assistant on a movie, and yeah. she was just sharing a story about how like she um she Spike gave it to her to kind of like look over. She asked for his, the uh, the, the, the manuscript is called, of the mm-hmm. script. She asked for the script and she corrected it and marked it up in red. And when she gave it back to Spike Lee, he was like, did you just write on my script? <laughs> she was like, I thought that's what you wanted me to do. And he was definitely a little hot about it, but he took some of her suggestions. And she was like, that's when I knew not knowing any better was my greatest weapon. <laughs> when you don't know anybody, <laughs> just do shit and see what will happen like that was her she was like, I'm a professional agitator she said and to this day Spike Lee was like you had a nerve to write on my shit with red pen like that's what she's she has nerve and she's just this beautiful tall chocolate black woman who stands in it who wears the bright colors who wears her nails long who wears her hair down her back and I think that until this day, I never really saw myself in a position where I'm like, oh, wow, I can do this. Like I could be a leader one day because of her and how unconventional she is. And I'll give like one piece of advice she recently shared is that if you don't see yourself in the leaders around the world, that's good. We don't need nobody like the the leaders we already have. We need you. We, I'm be dependent on you. The future depends on you to be yourself because mm-hmm. we don't need people like who the people we already have. And that is another reason why I choose not to be small in my life because I'm like, you know what, if I'm small, nothing's going to change. If I am wrong and if I say my piece and if I raise a little bit of hell, if we all do that, that's the only way things will get challenged. So I just really, really appreciate her for making me, you know, just want to stand in my truth a little bit more and not be afraid to be afraid, you know, also, uh, Cicely Tyson, again, reading her, her, Autobiography changed so much for me and just understanding how like a black woman was able to keep dignity and navigate in an industry in the 50s, (laughs) in the 60s, in the 70s. (laughs) But her motto was, I don't take a role that don't feel good to my soul. And it don't matter how much money is involved. If I don't feel like this role is a positive representation of a black woman, Mm -hmm. I will not do it. And I think that's so important because when you first start out doing things, people make it like you got to do any type of work. But Mm -hmm. I'm a person who's super like I be sniffing out the vibes. Like I'll be sniffing out the vibes and if shit don't feel good to me, if it don't feel good to my stomach, I don't care how much money is involved, who's connected to it. I can't do it. And again, hearing her say that that was her secret sauce and that was her compass, like her gut was her compass. That makes me want to lean into like myself a little Mm -hmm. bit more and just be like, it's okay to have a moral compass and only do things that you feel good about doing. And I think you and I vocalize that for the first time when we sell, we don't want to sell anything. We don't want to sell anything. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a seller. I don't want to have a boutique. Sure. I'll collaborate with somebody, but my goal is to support. If I'll sell anything, it'll be, you know, to raise money for something, but I'm not a seller. My my heart don't want me to sell nothing. So I'm not going to do it. And I felt like, that it was a it was the nail the final nail in the coffin when I read her book and she said no amount of money should make you sell your soul especially as a black woman yep um Mariah Carey of course because <laughs> we see this diva we see this woman who is so glamorous and the, we look at Mariah Carey you think about money you think about diamonds but you don't think about a woman who was working in a diner and who's Reeboks. The soles of her Reeboks was flapping open. She was so poor at one point. And that was at the, the most crucial moment to her career. Me she right could have been like, she she was like, I need to be a waitress to have the flexibility to get in that studio. And she had to beg her brother for a pair of sneakers, she was saying, because like she was like, I don't have any to wear my feet. This was somebody who went to bed hungry. And I think growing up, not rich, I, I can relate to that story. And she said at one point, like it was a moment where she, um, she saw her kids playing on a marble floor and she was just like, wow, like I went from having no food sometimes. And now my children are playing on this marble floor. And that's, a self-made woman. That's a bad ass woman. That's a woman who writes her own thing. She's a student. She's she's a student. And that's why Mariah Carey don't hand out compliments because people don't do what she's done <laughs> to get to there where she she's is. been. She they they are not I'm not saying everybody's not, but a lot of these girls were not starving. Not just for food, but for the the opportunity in the way that she was. Like that mm-hmm. she's just such a bad ass woman. She was abused a lot by men early in her career, especially her husband, her first husband, who essentially held her back, tried to strip her away from her blackness, but that's the one thing nobody could ever say about about Mariah Carey. She was always like, where the hood niggas at? Where are they? (laughs) She was.
1: I was literally just thinking about that. I did not know Mariah Carey was mixed until I was like 14 or something.
0: (laughs) She could have really skated on that white privilege, because in the 80s, and that always be my baby, if you squint, she, she didn't have to be considered black, but she said from her, a young age, she always found co- comfort from the black girls and hatred from the white women. So she knew early in her life, like her black side showed her love and her white side was very shameful of her. And that I think started, well, she said it started her love for like always wanting to be more tapped into what we was doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and finally, Gabrielle Union, she's another badass woman. She has gone through a lot. And she continues to be She's more and more, more vulnerable. She continues to vocal be vocal about issues that impact Black women. She, in, she continues to use her mm-hmm. voice to support Black women. She continues to use her voice to support trans youth. And we all know that that's really, really hard to find in a lot of older cis Black women. Mm-hmm. Like they sometimes feel like, it's either not their res- they're not their responsibility to say anything or they won't uh or they'll be hateful mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that she's n- neither like the 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 role she's played in supporting Zaya for me is just like it was so heartwarming and I'm happy that Zaya had Gabrielle Union to allow her to usher into being her her true self yes um but yeah those are my baddest women honorable mention to beyonce Rihanna and Wendy Williams <laughs> And I agree with all that. All right. That's toast. I would say that's the show. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Real quick, we just want to give a quick prayer for assist um, to the people in Ukraine. We are not going to go into it because, you know, I know this can trigger a lot of anxiety for people. But specifically, we want to send prayers to the black people in the Ukraine because anti-blackness doesn't stop. With war, is just mm-hmm. this is just an example of how every situation becomes even scarier and more isolating when you're black. Yes. So we're sending love to the black people who are in the Ukraine.
1: Exactly. Also, we want to toast to Marseille Martin. Yeah, she walked in a fashion show recently and she killed it. She, she looks so good. It was a Missoni fashion show and she looked so good. Like she is just such. She's an icon. She yeah. definitely is. Young icon. She's such an icon. She's so sure of herself. Like, she's yes. so sure of herself.
0: You can see it on her face. And also, I'm going to need that hairstyle, sis. Just so <laughs> just so y'all know, I'm going to be having those same, same straight backs. I'm going to have them. <laughs> All right. Let's get into tea time. Kicking it off with TV dinner. Oh, my God. Euphoria season two ended. The finale. Excuse my me. heart. I thought my heart was racing that episode when Rue went rogue. <laughs> it was actually really, really bad this time. Like, yeah, like, it was I so like scary. This. <laughs> this episode was so scary. I was scared. I was, <laughs> they came back <laughs> to Cassie breathing on that window. Yes. And when Rue turned around to see her. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay. But I'm be honest. <laughs> if you was doing a show and I saw somebody staring like that, I'd be like, don't you fucking think about it.
1: Yeah, cause like what are you trying and then how she did that nut ass walk and then like stepped on the playbill. I'm just like, who do you think you are? Like, you think you so bad. She did all that breathing and did that corny ass speech. I'm like, <laughs> Well, thanks, me the Villain. Well <laughs> Villain. And she did all that only to be chicken shit <laughs> when <laughs> Maddie came up and swung on her.
0: My thing is, like, somebody like Cassie has, like, selective rage. Like, okay, yes. cool. So your rage t- it comes on when the- you think of somebody like Lexi, who you know is a little bit more, like, meek. meek, Or when it was the-, the fake Cassie swinging around on the carousel. But it's like, you you know that the person you've wronged is sitting right in the audience, but you really think that you're just going to get away with acting like this without getting your ass beat. Mm-hmm. Really? I would have saved it till I got home, simply because I knew Maddie was in a. <laughs> 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 simply because I knew. So, and if you don't like the fight, like I'm too. If I was really scared of somebody, I'm like Lexi gonna get it when we get home. <laughs> when we're home, so she get on the stage talking that villain shit. The mom, okay, I know I gave her a lot of hate for being uh, just a just uh, just a just a mess essentially. She's a she's a nutcase, uh, you know, but. She definitely tried her best to shut it down, and seeing what she's gone through a little closer, I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's just toast, you know. Like she's emotionally, <laughs> yeah. she's toasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was like, "Stuff it," <laughs> to Cassie, I was like <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Maddie ran up on that stage, took them shoes off. That slap, honestly, <laughs> was it felt. The sound of the slap felt so good.
1: <laughs> even though I really wanted to see them like mixing but like I'm glad that you know seeing the end goal that, that she was like banged up you know yeah she was um, definitely banged up she got
0: thrown into a locker she got chased <laughs> that to me honestly is more scary than getting your, the actual fight like somebody running after you is so scary I've never had nobody chase after me in my adult life but I yeah. can guarantee you I have a heart attack if it's somebody I'm afraid of that's running after
1: yeah, I would be so. Also, the fact that she runs every time, like she all uh, she stay running, like that is so. Like you don't feel what you're doing. You don't feel like a nut job.
0: When Maddie took them shoes off, and Cat was like, "No, don't do it." I'm like, "Cat, what type of friend are you?"
1: They, you know, the writer did, uh. Did Kat's character so dirty this season. Like I feel
0: like Kat from last season would have been like, I'm sorry, she has to get her ass beat. They yeah. did Kat and Jules dirty if you ask me. Yep,
1: yep. Kat and Jules were done so dirty this season. They were just like filler characters. Like it was weird. Like I don't know what like also. like sidebar somebody said this today and i agree that saying that it's totally unprofessional as a writer to you know an actress says that you don't want to do something and then you take it out and be like you know i'm gonna cut your character this and the third it's like also you are a man you are a grown-ass man like just take it. Like, just swallowed it. Like, you just be like, all right. Like, you know, and still write her in there because like, that affects your art. That affects
0: the show. Like, you think- Yeah, because you... it, it didn't do nobody no justice to just have them acting dumb this season. Like, it Kat didn't. Gaslighting. Jules Eason. said, I love you. Every two seconds to everybody she know. Like, come on. Like, yeah, Jules they characters was so cool
1: was last year. Like, Jules- was so fucking cool last season even though she annoyed like the free spirit and stuff like you know even though that annoyed me it was annoying bit, but it was still cool you were trapped into still... what she was
0: gonna do next
1: exactly her so, dad grounded her
0: and then she got boring.
1: Like, yeah this. also like her dad was absent like i feel like it should have been like something because like i feel like out of all the characters she is has the best relationship with her dad and i'm like where did that go? Like, where did any of this go? So, yeah, it was definitely unprofessional. That's true, Sabria. Out of all the
0: characters, Jules definitely does have this nice to... relationship with her. She's the only one that, I don't know, Catch relationship with her dad, but it's yeah. not like Jules.
1: Exactly. So, I don't get, like, where all that, you know, where all that went. So Mm -hmm. yeah, what that person said was they said that was unprofessional, and I do agree because the show. So I was happy with the end of it because Rue was sober. That's really all. Like I seeing Rue smile, like she looks so good. I love that they did a good
0: job of making her look happy and glowy and radiant, and you know without looking like she was wearing a pound of makeup. She just looked healthy and like whoa, like this is Rue. You know, thank Mm -hmm. you for you start to see. Like, Rue is such a fucking sweetheart. She was so... She was down so bad. I think that that was the thing they did so well. They showed the pacing of her character going downhill and then coming out of it was very realistic because exactly. it was not like, oh, she just was on drugs and then she's back. like It took her, uh, it's, she's still coming out of it. um mm-hmm. I didn't know at the end of the episode, she said she was like sober for the rest of the school year, but I just yes. wonder what that means. Like, does that mean like she stopped being sober again? Like totally, you know, possible, but I really hope that that was just a little tease to perk our ears up and then she mm-hmm. actually did.
1: Yeah, I feel like Rue definitely had the best character development. Everything going full circle out of the whole season. I think Lexi. I think Rue. Oh, Lexi, Um, and honestly, I think
0: Fez because we really fell Lexi and Fez. Fez. I do.
1: I I do agree. It's like, wow, what a way to show your favorite of the actors that didn't talk back to you. Like, what a way. (laughs) (laughs) So I try not to make it so obvious. Here's my thing
0: with uh with this with with the writer of the show. He is nuts. Everybody know that. Like Jameer said, and we'll never mind, we'll get to this later because it's gonna <laughs> kinda uh. So yeah, Cassie got her ass beat, and I love what Maddie looked at her and said, This is only the beginning. Like you are about to go through hell, baby. He exactly. is shit. But I don't you... want that no more. That was to me the biggest risk. that was worse.
1: The getting chased and being told that is the worst ass beating. But you know what's sick? And somebody commented on this and I'm like, you know what's so true? she like stopped crying because in her mind, she's like, well, at least he's going to take me back.
0: But it's fine because that might be her that... thought now. But when she's getting a gun pointed at her or some shit, that man is not fixed. And like, I know we're about to get into this now that like Nate and Kyle, you know, had a standoff, which Kyle was like freaky deaky deaky deaky.
1: <laughs> First of all, it's a lot to unpack there. Huh? There's a lot to unpack there with the Kyle situation. Like the fact that why Was he
0: was he at his job?
1: Yeah. He was at his job. One, two, Kylie Manole was playing, which anybody knows that like that is like a gay icon. Um <laughs> that was like two on the I didn't nose. Peep. Um then uh first of all, Nate, why is he carrying around that little ass pistol? Like he's so proud of that gun. Like he the keeps carrying around. Yeah, like he keep on carrying it around, like he's so proud of it.
0: And that's everybody's first gun, that snub nose. Cause my dad tried to get
1: want me to have one.
0: I'm like, that's ugly. I want a Glock. It's so ugly. <laughs> I want Dang. a Glock. I
1: don't want that snub nose. Same. That's so ugly. So um, yeah, his dad um, uh, the, you know, people on Twitter were saying that he was gone for um three days, and now he a house mother. I'm like, yeah, like he just. <laughs> Not the that house was, of Kyle. That was <laughs> the fu- Yeah, it was like yeah, the house of extravagance. I just was like, wow, like not him on his Blanca shit. But, but it was just it was <laughs> so that
0: was so bizarre. He said, uh, Are you enjoying yourself? He's like, Yeah. I'm mean, like, that's the worst thing you could have told somebody y- yeah. your son that you ab- abandoned. And I also thought to myself, classic white boy, go kill your dad because of the plague. When I first saw the guy, I'm like, this is classic here. This is, I got to tell you, like, again, the writer understands who they're all like the type of people they're writing about. Cause I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But then when I found out he called the police instead, I'm like, again, very much I'm happy he caught the cops
1: on I am. But the thing is, he should have went behind him because he need to go to jail too. But
0: okay, yeah, he does need to go to jail. I will not deny that. But the reason why he needs to go to jail is because of his father. Yeah, that's true. With Nate's fucked upness, not that there's ever excuse to be an abuser, but this is just a fix. When you hurt, people hurt. And in his case, the person who disrupted his development and his psyche with that super traumatic video, like for a child to see his dad doing something like that Mm -hmm. to, you know, unexplained, Knowing it's a secret, he's protecting his dad the whole time. His dad is cheating on his mom, and it's crossing wires, and he's having that nightmare that I don't want to repeat about him and his dad. Uh, That's enough to fuck somebody up. He should not be taking it out on the women in his life. But it's like his mom is a dumbass, so he can't tell her to get therapy, and his dad blocked him from getting therapy because to protect himself. So it's like while... Nate was 100% a shitty, you know, human being in how he, especially in how he treated Maddie and Jules and Fez. He had no shot. His mm-hmm. dad was ruined him. He did. He ruined him. Um, and I just want to know, well, what's going to be your excuse now that you got your pop in jail? What's What's going to happen now? Like, if you're still a shitty person after that, you got you can't blame nobody else on the fact that you're not healing. Like, sorry it happened, but you, what? what now? What, what like demons you still, fighting him?
1: I feel like he's still going to be a shitty person. Me too. I really do. I think Nate is so... He got a dark energy to him. He do. And he just... Because di- he said, we have that in common. We both like to hurt people. But the thing is... That's I crazy feel like- as hell to say. to <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy.
0: <sighs>
1: he said so- we both like to hurt People.
0: You know what I was laughing at? The one guy got mad when he was like, all right, guys, I need you all to head out. Oh, he was yeah. like, he was like pissed off. You wanted to get fucked that bad that <laughs> you your, His son is here. He was like, ah, like really? Hmm. All right. Yeah, get your ass on. You're not getting fucked tonight, okay? And you ain't fucking nobody else. Not here. Not in this warehouse. That is just... That makes me mad. When people just don't understand that you can't have sex right now, it's not that... <laughs> Are you? Were you just mad? His son showed up and now he got a handle. He's about to get arrested. You don't even know that. You don't want to be nowhere near here. I was like, listen, you old freak, stop it.
1: He had suspenders on with nothing on I'm walking away with an attitude yeah he was all nasty but you know what one thing about
0: him is he's gonna get his no he, matter what his, he was ready to get wrecked he was like you know what I'm gonna find somebody to fucking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going home I, I tell you that you know what this I was like, I'm leaving with something <laughs> that's how you
1: That is wow. a shame. You should never be like that. Like my son is here. Go, go, please go. This is nah. he's confessing. <laughs> Speaking Ugh. of nasty men, Elliot. That's <laughs> that song. You hate Elliot so long, much, bro. Way too long. Like this is the stuff I'm talking about. Like you ha- you had beef with Barbie, uh, so much that you that could have been t- like. Something could have been having a cat or jewels, but you you had such beef with actresses that you had this little nigga <laughs> singing that fucking dry ass bananas and avocados song. You're the only I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You. <laughs> but th- the thing is
0: did you peep that he said that he's, he's still on drugs cause Zende- you know I said Zendaya said Ruth said she clean <laughs> and then Elliot was like I'm still using it. and I'm like yeah get away from him like honestly yeah
1: and he is like also why did she forgive him but not Jules she says it's gonna take her some a
0: little bit more time I think she that did. she is she's hurt Jules and that's the problem. I don't think she needs to forgive Jules. She know that Jules did the right thing. I think she's embarrassed at her behavior. And that's why she said that one's going to take a little more time.
1: Yeah, that's true. But he she's embarrassed. Just, he just, I feel like he the type of person that like, like, If something crazy happened, he'd be like, "But did you die though?" It's like, no, I don't think Elliot's like that.
0: I think he is an emotional wreck. Um, I think he is an emotional wreck. I think he's in love with Rue. I think he had a chance to see how destructive his influence is. Um, when he um when he heard Rue kicking down the door when he was sitting in the living room <laughs> when everything was going on I don't think that Elliot is I think he a little corny and he could be a little manipulative mm-hmm. but I really don't think he's a villain I don't hmm <laughs> We'll see you about hate that. him. You hate him so
1: much. I, Ladies, I the song
0: sucked. I will say that. Like
1: please I was getting... explain to Iman why I don't like Elliot. Like, y'all know. So here's my thing. When I first <laughs> heard the song and
0: I heard what he was saying, like, you're my only friend, and like he's a he's struggling right now, and she's better. It looked like it was making both of them happy. But we come in hot off that fight between Cassie and Maddie. So that's where my brain was at. And when I heard it going on for two minutes, I'm like, all right. Like, that's yeah. enough.
1: And you can't you can't fast forward on HBO Max because your TV will blow up. Enough. So everybody was stuck. It was just like... And I know that that actor actually makes music. And I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that it sounds different.
0: Here's but I know it don't.
1: The song to me wasn't
0: terrible as much as I didn't want to hear yeah, it. I didn't want yeah, to hear it. And I don't like when people offer to sing to other folks while they, like stuff like that makes me uncomfortable. Like <laughs> it's not like, it just makes me uncomfortable. So I'm like, Hey, um, can I sing you something real quick? And like, oh God. Like, no. And then them, st- him, him making an eye contact while he was like doing it and her like looking and smiling. I'm like, maybe I'm too immature, but something like this, I'd be like, Got a blast, but I can't take it. Yeah. Or I would be looking down the entire time.
1: And he said he wasn't done. Yeah, like, you wasn't done? But that was like a whole tra- like, it was just I you. anyway. But got bananas and avocados. <laughs> that's what it was. We got bananas and avocados. Like, everybody's saying like that now. And it's because nobody, nobody goes to church anymore. That's so true.
0: I want somebody to be singing. Go like, back to uh, church. Like how they be, used to be singing and like boys the men. Oh, well, sorry. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's like, I just Whoa. made it
1: worse. <laughs> I, the way I just jumped out of my goddamn skin. Also, it looks scary, Ima, because you're in the dark right now and like I see bitch black and like <laughs> the phone right? and I feel like. You see my teeth? Like, yeah, I see your teeth. That's, That's crazy. Where you I'm, I about to, I'm about to say, just talk real quick. Carious. I'm about to so, call him next this is a tra- this is tragic y'all all right i'm back
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was <laughs> that was really quick um yeah that's this is tragic what we about to talk about um the gut-wrenching scene with with fez and ashtray this was so gut-wrenching heart aching pound punching like it was just a lot also i have to say You know, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Iman called it. Faye stepped up. And I will say that Iman has been rocking with Faye the moment that she saw her. Day (laughs) Day fucking one. (laughs) I knew Faye was a real ass bitch. I
0: could tell by the stare. I could tell. I mean, she knows way more than she is letting on. And when she ate grew up in that car, like, bitch, you think you so much fucking better just because you don't do heroin. i know what (laughs) crack whore when I see one. She, she, bro. And then she killed that guy and she been riding with them. Like, she, she was being... I could see how she was getting integrated with them; that she wasn't going to take it, but she was acting
1: weird. As she... <laughs> yeah, she was like getting real googly eyed; like she was getting scared. I love but her so much. That okay, let's unpack this. So okay, we know that the nigga was Faye boyfriend he was a narc, like, he was trying to, like, you know, get everybody else pent up so he can, like, you know, get time off, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the scary... Such a bitch-ass scary... <laughs> bitch So, this is the thing, um, and, you know, I know that Ashtray is a child, um, but sometimes we have to think before we act. Um... And <laughs> he he acted he acted. Um, there was no thinking, um, and he just slit a man's throat. Um, well, can I just can I interject? I
0: um, know <laughs> I'm also ashtray hive. and I Same. um Yeah, I understand what you're saying though, because yeah, you can't just barricade yourself in the tub with guns. You he could have shot that. But before we even go there, um, with him stabbing that man in the throat. I think Ashtray thought he was there to set him up. You know, I think he yeah. thought that he was there to, like. he's like, we gotta kill him. He a flight risk. But you also cannot raise a child in the way that Fez has been raised. I mean, in Fez, the way Ashtray has been raised. Like, yeah, true. he was raised by even less adult supervision than Fez because at least Fez had the grandma for a large amount of time. Yeah. Ashtray was really brought up by Fez, a teenager. Yes. And... Yeah in the most violent of circumstances yeah. with no access to healthy things so of course exactly. he was crazy he was ruthless mm-hmm. but that episode when he was like bro i'm about to take the whole re-. that's a real one he a whole g like he just wanted to go to the damn play that's all he wanted to do that and, and, so and, and lexi sad. is so loyal she even still shouted him out even though he couldn't make it like i would have been like fuck him without even knowing what happened but <laughs> no she he definitely was a real one he tried to talk
1: some sense in the ray when i saw him getting an uzi i was like huh yeah on? i was so confused what he was doing like that was just so scary like also like that made me really sad because like again fez really wanted to go to lexi right. show and like he just reminded me of like just niggas that like i've known and like people you've heard about in like the hood and stuff just trying to make it out and finally do something like you know and get out their comfort zone and it just made me sad because he just didn't have that chance and we don't know what is going to happen next and honestly I hope it's a dream um but it's probably not i don't uh, think it's a dream um i don't the, think it's a dream either. i think that ashtray is
0: definitely gone Um, we saw the you know lasers thank god they did not show it but Fez's reaction yeah. that fate that look away in this oh lord i was just like god this is so traumatizing how can we even come back to a season three like fez is done if he hasn't died from the wounds like the trauma is going to kill him
1: but so Mm -hmm. i saved it to my bookmarks i need to send it to you it's so much so i need to read it again somebody was saying like people was like saying that um when zendaya was talking of well Rue, sorry was narrating fez's life it was foreshadowing how you know ashtray did die because it was talking about um rue said uh he had gaps in his this this is the first of many gaps that he had in his life like the first gap was when his grandma um was fighting that man and she accidentally hit him with a pipe and um you know fans were theorizing that the second gap is the death of ashtray because the lighting was the same mm. um when they announced i just seen the thread it's so like i've i I'll retweet retweeted for y'all but it's so crazy like how the, the fans are just like looking up into this stuff um probably giving the writer ideas actually but um i'm like yo so, um, that's crazy because like eat because like if you think about it the show is talking in like past like yeah narrative past tense i
0: mean it's so, not that's definitely a, a good a, a it makes sense. Like that's one of those mm-hmm. theories that really makes sense. I was yeah. like, what if they found, like discovered that um, Ashtray was like a ba- like a kid and he like popped on like a BB gun in the head or something like that? But I'm like, no, he gone gone because he,
1: he killed shot- a fucking. <laughs> a FB, <laughs> he- the, no, the SWAT, a SWAT member. He killed a
0: a, a, a official. <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm to say. He, he killed an I don't know a DEA. I don't know who it was. He, like shot, he shot somebody big. The- he gone. They they killed yeah. children for less. They killed children by accident. It's a casualty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's gone. But also another reason why I think he's gone is because of what you shared uh, earlier. That tweet that says that the actor who plays Ashtray, don't know his name, oh he's yeah, going to he be joining to be- the cast of the Umbrella Academy. Which mm-hmm. Good yeah. for you. I, I'm good yeah. for him. I'm good for him because like I, I really thought that he had a very scary presence to be a child, and so he scary. his future is definitely very bright.
1: Yes, he definitely because, like, when you hear him talk, when he himself is totally different, and it's yeah. like he was so scary as man that. child for sure, Heavy exactly. Meat. But honestly, he probably gonna be scary in Umbrella Academy too because the, yeah, <laughs> the, they number kids five scariest. So. <laughs> and he's <laughs> actually a teenager,
0: and also like I felt like it—it um, it is very like the only time I saw him as a child was when Fest told him to go, and he started crying. That's the only time yeah. I saw Ashtray as a child, yeah. the whole time that we've known him. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to Ashtray. Y'all going to hell for like making the memorial videos, playing like the you know every step I take. Like y'all are sick. People are black people. Every time y'all get access to shows, y'all act crazy, <laughs> act unusual. But I don't think that any watch party would be as fun if it weren't for the blacks on the internet. Really, uh-huh. just making everything funnier. I agree. Like, when people posted that video of Ariana Grande and said that was Elliot singing. <laughs> <laughs> the one of Millie Bobby Brown.
1: <laughs> Come on, y'all. But also, that made me like the act- the actor, Dominic mm-hmm. um, Fouke. I don't know how you pronounce it. Fike?
0: But, but he... won't say like Elliot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. He... The fact that he got ate up and he was like, y'all got it? Like... <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I won't say it yet. Thanks. (laughs) People that can laugh at themselves, that really is like, I love it. You gotta respect it. Same.
0: Same. All right, well, that's it. Next, we're going to watch Abbott Elementary. I have a lot tough catching up to do because I haven't checked it out, but we'll figure out how we're gonna do it. We know that we heard some feedback about Bel Air. That's something we're definitely gonna um examine once we're finished with Abbott Elementary, but I just feel like it's it's so fitting it's so fitting for us to be watching the show i haven't watched it because i'm sick i like for a bunch of episodes of something i like to pile up when course, i when so. i'm already late if i'm late watching it i'm like i might as well like wait so that i can have as many
1: episodes as possible at my disposal I can't, since I can't do that i get i just finished peacemaker and i watched it in one day because it's eight episodes oh, what
0: was peacemaker
1: it's on HBO Max. It's with John Cena. You actually might like it. He's a, You know I love shit like that. Yeah, so Peacemaker. First, I would say watch Suicide Squad, the the second one. If you haven't already, it's on HBO Max too. Oh, no, I didn't even finish watching Suicide Squad, but I might do and, that. Yeah, later. so the Suicide Squad and then the Peacemaker is coming after it and it shows you like the Peacemaker, like, you know, how his life. Actually, I really liked it because the story made sense. Um, which is kinda hard for uh like superhero stuff. But yeah, you I think you would like it because I know you like John Cena too.
0: Per love me, love me some John Cena. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the rest of tea time. We're gonna start off with Megan, the stallion last week. She released um some text between her and uh Tori Lane's. These were older texts. Um, so She so the texts were Tori Lane's apologizing after the altercation. Mm -hmm. So he wrote Meg, I know you're probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. And I was just too drunk. Nonetheless, shit should have never happened, and I can't like she just stopped there. So he tried to spin it like I fucked two best friends. Sue me. That's what I was apologizing for, and then decided once again was like, "Nigga, you shot me. That's why you were apologizing. Stop trying to make Tory Lanes. You are not that fucking desire. You're not desirable enough to, to like to all. do the, to even make this story believable. That nobody's gonna believe that
1: narrative. Exactly. So- and like I'm broke, and I still would be like, oh jeez.
0: Imagine me and you fighting over Tory Lane's baby.
1: Yeah. Now, I don't know
0: what the hell happened with her friend Kelsey. Like, I just don't know. People are like, well, that has to have happened because why else were they not friends? Like, really? There's no other reason that two, two women can't be friends anymore. It has to be because they fu- That woman is not her friend no more because she never was her friend. And sometimes you have to trust. I feel like we know this for sure. You got to grow up a little bit to decide to learn that some people that was with you when you were younger can't come with you Mm -hmm. as you get older. So their friendship was probably going to fall apart regardless. Mm -hmm. But it's like, bro, you know what you was apologizing for.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's creepy that he tried to spin it like that. Um, also I was just thinking about it when you were saying that, that it's weird that he apologized when, um, when it first happened with the, um, when, remember the baby brought him out on stage and stuff like that, how Mm -hmm. he was like acting like cocky, like almost like fuck Megan, like whatever Mm -hmm. men are so scary. Like the fact that like, if they apologize and you choose not to accept it or something, then you're like the villain in mm-hmm. some way like that is so scary but you got to think
0: about like his freedom is depending on people believing that he didn't shoot somebody his freedom yeah. is dependent he can on get, So he needs... People lie every day to stay out of jail. So it's like, right now, that's what it, that's what this is about. This is a tour to stay out of jail and to stay working and to stay relevant. Like, this is a, a classic narcissist. And mm-hmm. also, it just kind of goes back to believing black women because I don't care if the same evidence was set up. If he would have shot Kylie Jenner, shit would have been shut down. And it's just oh, so sad that we can... Uh, like it, it not many people can can truly disagree with me when i say that like i know for a fact that the difference between the way black women are treated the and you know all women are treated like shit let's start there but the women the difference between like black women versus like women of non black women of privilege are treated is mm-hmm. just re, it's just remarkable and i feel like that's what really really happened with this Megan and Stallion thing believe black women like you said
1: that is so scary also like it's yeah because he he can get his citizen because he's canadian i think he his citizenship like um taken revoked. away or something like revoked yeah that's really scary that how he is behaving and like the lion thing trying to also like people's and what's your angle people saying oh she just wanted to she lying to be pop-. like who when has a victim's life become popping yeah, I just want to know uh, like when has somebody's life like come better when admitting that they have been abused or like they have been raped or something like when has that benefited somebody's life
0: yeah no seriously it has never once in life benefited anyone the shame that comes with having to do that and also like madame styling don't need Tory lane's clout she just don't She don't at she all don't need it It's like when you really start to break it down, strip it down, strip it down. What could she be mad about? She moved on, she got a new man, bigger, taller, (laughs) half full of hair, dark skin, tatted, fine. What the fuck would she be stuck on Tory Lanez for? It don't add up, but people, and it is so sad because of most, the people I really hear talking shit be other black women y'all it's a special place in hell for y'all
1: exactly it's just really scary how like i'm just thinking about how like it's that certain brand of man who lies and stuff like that to make them seem like they're like something that they're not it's just really freaky so freaky is the word
0: freaky is truly the word Mm. um but yeah uh sending love to megan as she continues to go through that hope that the court rules in her favor i don't need anybody to tell me who's innocent or guilty because i believe black women um moving on uh a marie versus beyonce um and j-lo apparently this was a twitter conversation sparked over uh the weekend this happens all the time Um, People get bored. People become haters. People are looking for alternative opinions. People are looking to shake the table. They always feel like they have to say something. Now, I know not many people say this, but I'm a real, I actually am a really huge A Marie fan. Excellent. I always listen to A, you, a. Marie's music. Um, yeah. Not even on the fiction. I think that like she gives us some of the same things that like a Janae Aiko or like um, what's another kind of whisper singer where it's like we're not, we're not, Cassie? huh? Cassie? Yeah. Or a, Ca- a Cassie. It's so funny that all of these women are like, <laughs> like mixed with like Asian. I'm trying to find some <laughs> other examples of like the type of vibe that they give. Um, but essentially it's the angelic, beautiful voiced singers that you listen to sometimes not because they are the powerhouse of Whitney Houston, not because they're dancers, because they give you a vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just it. It's just that simple. They, they they offer you a vibe and I think her music is really pretty and nostalgic. So mm-hmm. one thing is that fucking song, undeniably. It was a song of a summer one year. Like my entire family was like into it. Yeah, I my actually dad wasn't we really talking it. about that on the podcast? How like one thing is just I think a gym song where song gets us excited.
1: It is. It says one thing <laughs> and then in my head. <laughs> yeah, but like good song. But also has to- a song. Shout out to her because like I said this off the mic and I'll say it here. She can't sing, but <laughs> she is dynamic. Like, how can you do that? How can you take that? Like, it's swag. Sorry. Like, it definitely is because, it's you know. It's not even just beauty because look at Tanache. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> like, Tanasha can dance. <laughs> Tanasha can dance. She can sing. But I actually just watched a clip of Tanasha doing this fucking she ate this choreography up and i was just like why isn't it working like why isn't it working like dead ass like what's going on what is it that
1: marketing what makes some people i think it's the marketing because there are k-pop girls who have literally copied you can look like bar for bar things that
0: Tanash has done Tinashe is definitely like one of those people who is like, yeah, you can pay for school, but you can't buy class sometimes because okay. it's just like the lore is not there, you know, yeah. for her. And I'm sorry about that. i will be tapped in because Two On is my shit. Like that is my song. And yeah. I people go really hard and say like Tinashe has like good music that people don't know and stuff like that. But A. Marie didn't have to try so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And Marie was just able to be, to hop on a hook, never dance, never really dance super, like never dress super sexy or provocative. Like she's a beautiful, natu- naturally sexy woman, but she never had to like do all that. And she got, uh, she got a spot, exactly. you know, it's just wow how that works. So, and Marie minds her business. Wild. She had, she recently had her baby and she just be minding her business. However...
1: people try
0: to come out the Wilbergs and start comparing her to Beyonce because of the track saying that like um if you really want to be honest like once Beyonce once Marie did this Beyonce stole her whole aesthetic and even went into JLo and I'm like all right pause 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 pump the brakes so there is one thing that um they, that the two women have had in common, which is the producer Rich Harrison. Okay, and they can that, help. That's one hundred percent true. They both had gold aesthetics, and you know they were light skinned Yes, A. Marie and Beyonce, not J. Lo. Uh, so, <laughs> but if. If you really think about it, and this is what I hate about people. Somebody was like, if you know it, as soon as A. Marie did one thing, Beyonce came out with. Crazy in Love dropped before... One, just, it's just one thing. It, it dropped before that. So actually, if you really want to say anything, Beyonce put pressure on these bitches. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Always. Beyonce. Also- it was a threat about Beyonce's influence. What the BET Awards looked like prior. What the, what the women in R&B slash pop scene was like prior to Beyonce. And it was all... Heartbreak Hotel, essentially, that's what it was about. But as Mm -hmm. soon as Beyonce came out like a wild woman performing Crazy in Love at the BET Awards, I believe it was in like 2006. No, probably it was like 2003, sorry. It was like in 2003, she came with the energy that nobody else has had. And then you see after that, Ashanti incorporate and dance on stage. You see A. Marie incorporate. A. Marie was not singing prior to this, like I think people need to do their research and see exactly what A Marie was doing prior to. Yeah. She was like, don't
1: song. don't we fall and love? <laughs> but yeah, and also like the conversation is tired. Like, it's the same people. Like, y'all pray y'all praying on my uh on my mother downfall, but she will never fall. Ever. Okay? She'll never fall. So pipe down, like Y'all never gonna win. Like mm. people have been cause I didn't see because this conversation comes around, I feel like every like maybe once once every three years or something like that. And I didn't see it this year, but email brought it to my attention. And now the more that we talk about it, it's like it's like um becoming fresh in my mind because it's the same people that be like, oh, like if Aaliyah was alive, there would be no Beyonce. What? saying nothing y'all saying makes sense like people had their own like y'all really again she the empire will never crumble so good Ever. luck focus on something else focus on something else and like i'm sorry even to hop
0: in like the JLo bag real quick j was not, even not go influenced, influenced by a marie either okay let's start she was this. Just she by a shanti she, j is Ashanti. Sometimes I've yeah. never seen him in the same room, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like at this point, you're like, Are, like, that's a whole different thing. And Ashanti got her coin for that. So yeah. I, I'm not, I hate when people try to make it like, j did something to Ashanti. Ashanti made a come up off of Lo, Like I think some folks don't understand that that's very intentional and artists do that for other artists all the time. <laughs> that's how they make more money. You're going to hate when you find out Victoria Monet is actually Ariana Grande. <laughs> and so <it's, laughs> You're going to hate when you figure that out and you're going to hate when you feel like find out a lot of Beyonce is actually Jay-Z. This is what, this, that's what it is. It's okay. People get their coin and they move on. But um yeah, I just was annoyed with that because it's like, what? It, y'all don't even know history. Um, I said, y'all don't even know history. Me talking about uh, A. Marie and Beyonce. <laughs> um, so just be quiet and go look at the Wikipedia dates for when things dropped before you get on Twitter and act the ass just to discredit a hardworking Black woman. Please. Boop. All right, let's get into this sunken place, shall we? Let's dive in. So this week, we want to put the state of Texas, um, specifically their government, into the sunken place for many reasons. Mm-hmm. But this week, it's for their attack on um, trans trans children and their parents. So for months, um, Texas has been um, fighting a lot of anti-trans uh, legislations in the state, which is preventing uh, children from getting gender-affirming treatments, uh, just trying to frame parents supporting their their trans children as child abuse. They've been, the, you know how they say that the devil is working hard, but tech Republicans and conservatives are working harder. They are 100% <gasps> trying to prohibit trans children from having peace. Children, in the name of trying to create quote-unquote order. It's to mm-hmm. the point where some people are... Think contemplating moving to different places to protect their children, that's so and that's sad. not easy. Like, I who can move to another state because they have to protect their child? Like, can't
1: even barely move to a different street. Any that's towns. so expensive, and what if you're poor? You don't exactly. have the ability to do that. Also, like a lot of people's like these Republicans like their argument, and like people who you know might not be Republican but just agree with this. Um. Is that the the thing is people say is like, oh, the children don't change your mind or whatever. I am 29 years old and I change my mind all the time. All the damn time. Like you're never gonna stop changing your mind. Like you're never gonna stop. Like I know, you know, like stuff like surgery and stuff like that's, you know, those things are a little bit more permanent and stuff like that. But like you're constantly gonna change your mind, like about things and stuff, like it's just and I feel like it should be normalized, like that's okay. Like also, what business is it? Like it's between if anybody, because you know,
0: unfortunately, as much as I respect children's identities, they don't have the, the cognitive ability to make all decisions on their own. Yeah. And that's why good parenting and and good adult support is necessary. Mm-hmm. But that is between the parents. And the children, and in some of these cases, you have parents supporting their children, and it's not okay for the government to then make it child abuse.
1: That's not child abuse.
0: Child abuse is when trans children have to run away because they're Mm -hmm. going to be harmed at home, and there's nothing. What's what's there about that? Exactly. It just goes to show that people will literally pick and choose what they want to focus on. And it's like all the damn things to focus on in the height of a global pandemic. Like I know here in Philly, shit is going crazy. Like it's literally been over 200 carjackings, some daily and 2022 alone. And I believe a statistic said that's more than the combined carjackings in like the last like two years past or at least 2019 and 2020. So it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's not just Philly experiencing it. It's every major city. So mm-hmm. in Texas, y'all got some major cities. I'm sure the crime is going haywire. And you're probably not pouring any funding into that, but you're wasting all this money to bully trans children and their family. Really? Mm-hmm. And what message does that send to people, to, to someone who is questioning their gender identity? What, what, does, what message does that send? That me and my whole family are going to be punished if I myself...
1: Exactly, like, th- this is, it's, a, it's an at-home um situation. So, like, why is what's going on in my home being taken to the government? Like, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Texas governor, you,
0: again, in the words of my friend Jameer, you are not seeing the pearly whites.
1: Yeah, he's not. He's not I know a lot of these it.
0: Republicans think that they're going to heaven, but uh, uh it's not happening. Mm, yeah yeah all right let's get into common senses um this has been heavy on my heart this week which is why like i'm so happy that you wanted to talk about it Um, we're talking about uh women aging and how like people kind of make you seem like you're useless as you get older um specifically like uh like society's view on how how your brain stops working as a woman gets older specifically um and And dating how men, like, well, I'm not going to say the attention from men changes because like that's not necessarily true, but it's used as an insult or a threat that you should take certain things because you aren't in your quote unquote prime anymore. Mm -hmm. Or like you are getting older, so you need to make better decisions and you need to stop being so picky because you ain't 22 no more. Like those are things that you really start to hear as you get older. And now both of us, creeping up on 30. It's a blessing. It's just like, wow, like, damn, I didn't expect to feel this so soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I just was thinking about that. I said that the other day. I was like, yo, like, we met when we were, like, 15, 16, and now we both turning 30 together. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's wild, bro. I don't feel
0: like it. I feel like we still, I feel like we 22 sometimes, though.
1: Yeah, right, because I feel like, we're a little baby. Right? Like It just goes to show
0: you that age is truly It's the biggest mental barrier because people like, yes, you grow more time you're on earth, but people assign like all these like, oh, this is how you're supposed to be when you're this age, that age. And we're here like, I I feel a little wiser, a little more pains (laughs) in my back, but
1: essentially I'm the same person. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt like for me. I was scared that it meant like the end of fun, and I wouldn't have, to, I couldn't be funny anymore, and I couldn't laugh at, you know, jokes about like poo poo pee pee man, and like. And <laughs> it's actually getting funnier and funnier as time it goes on. It gets funnier to me, yeah. Like it's just, and also like I, I don't know if I talked about this before, but me, um, I forgot what event it was, but I was at Iman's house. And the way Iman's little cousin, like Gen Z little cousin, was cracking up at me and Iman, like <laughs> she was in our face, like like cracking up at the stuff that we were saying. I'm like, okay, look at us having a yeah. You I'm I'm definitely the cool up.
0: cousin. My cousins be coming <laughs> to me tell they really we the cool we we the cool kids in the family. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel lame. Like I still got some more juice in me. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, we the first thing we wanted to talk about is when do
1: you, did, when did we realize that society hated aging women like so when I wrote this down I knew exactly when I knew top model mm. is when I tell y'all like mm-hmm. this one day we're gonna do it but it's a lot but one day we're gonna do it like talk about top model and stuff like that because we did I had to take a break from it I know Iman did because it was becoming too much but I remember top model i think it was season one the first season um robin who first of all um they made it seem like she's too fat she's too old robin was 27 lord she's 27 years old and i remember tyra and the rest of the um panel saying that you know you're 27 um modeling that's kind of that's a little late to model um you're older um you know Modeling, like you know, how do you feel about that? And like, it was a different time. So, Robin was stu- the way she talked and way she carried herself was like way older than 27. Yeah, looking back, I feel like she was 47, but that's because I think she's
0: from the south. Yeah, she's sorry, just, no, she's... no offense to the southern <laughs> girls, but you know, like the southern belle that's like, yeah, I'm a lady, the... thank Whitley, exactly.
1: thank Whitley from you know, a different world. Exactly. So she was like that, but that aside, she still was twenty-seven years old. Yeah. And I remember that was like burnt into my brain. Yeah. It's like I wasn't even a teenager. I was like an adolescent. It was the first season of like Top Model came out. We were like nine or ten. Like when it first came out. Uh, I think. And we were imagine. Like, yeah, we were around that age. Yeah, or maybe even younger, actually. Maybe. W- whatever. We weren't teenagers. Mm-hmm. And imagine seeing that. Like you have adults that you look like, I, know, Tyra Banks is somebody that like when I was a kid, I was like, oh my gosh, like you she is in my, exactly. And like, I love, I used to love fashion. Like I used to be like, so super into fashion. Like I'm telling you, like getting my mom's Harper's Bazaar magazines, taking them to school. Like I used to be subscribed to Teen Vogue. Like I was just like so obsessed with fashion And hearing somebody that worked in fashion and like modeling, I already knew that, you know, when I was a kid, I was plus size and I was like, okay, I can't model. So there's something else that I can do. But hearing her say that 27 was old. That stuck with me probably until like two years ago. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I'm not going to lie. And even though it's like, Weird, but seeing people on social media, like for instance, like, um, you know, Batty Winkle, like that old lady who I don't know what her kids are doing to her. I feel like they locked her up somewhere and got her dressing in Dolls Kill. But anyway, seeing Mm -hmm. people like her though on social media and stuff just be like literally in her 90s, just wearing like colorful stuff like that, it just made me feel a little better, um, and things like that. But yeah, that was my first, uh, well, we'll get into that later. I don't want to drift, but yeah, that was the first time that i realized society hated um older um women
0: no i definitely remember that shit they made it like if you weren't 19 years old you were a senior citizen
1: but then Uh, they treated the 19 18 and 19 years old terribly
0: yeah then i look back and i I think by the time i was 18 and i started seeing how like the expect the way society portrayed people i'm like something's not adding up like i you look at high school when you were a kid and everybody looked like they fucking 30 years old, then you become 18. It's like, we all still look the same way we did when we first got in here. We just a little taller. Um, but I think my first experience was actually in my date. And like, I was having an argument with somebody and he literally mentioned to me, he was like, you know, like as you get older, you know, you're not in your prime no more. And I was like, what? He was like, do you think you're still in your prime? I say yes, I do. <laughs> and I was it was the first moment someone has ever signaled to me that my hottest phase of my life is over. Like you were the hottest you've ever going to be when you were 23. And I was like, I disagree. I was I think I look better now. I have first of all, I take better care of myself, not just physically, mentally. I'm eating better. And like you don't really most of us don't really have money when you're 23 so you can't really do shit. So by the time you are like 20 late 20, moving towards your late 20s for some of us life starts to shift a little bit more from your understanding about fitness. It's not just for like oh I want to look fine and I want a six pack. It goes to no, I just want to feel good. I want to look like you 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 just start looking better. At that age, I felt like, you know what, I look the same, but I have all the benefits uh, and the wisdom of being a little bit older. But I couldn't deny that that really bothered me that somebody thought that it was over for me. And then, you know, men are starting to use that as like an insult, like, You ain't in your prime no more. You ain't 23 no more. Never mind the fact that a lot of them look the fuck turb as soon as they go (laughs) hit 30 years old too. It's just like, it's going to be the same thing for everybody. Like if you don't take care of yourself, (laughs) aging going to hit you differently. But as someone who I can say, like, we both take care of ourselves. Like we take care of ourselves. I prioritize my health, my wellness, my rest, all those things. And that's why I feel confident about how I look as I get older. But then also, and I know we're going to get into this later, like you just get older and you start to realize that how you look isn't the most important thing in the world because Mm -hmm. a lot of shit start happening in life. You know, for me, it was losing my uncle and seeing his health decline Mm -hmm. and seeing his looks not necessarily fade because he looked the same for me but you know he wasn't necessarily happy to look the way he did as he lost all of his hair and lost all of that weight and for me it started to be like I could look this way today and look another way tomorrow and it's not going to change who I am inside like it's not Mm -hmm. so it's like as I get older the only thing that should be changing drastically is my mindset and my decision making Mm -hmm. like my looks and my how my attractiveness and how valuable I am to men that's rooted and perversion anyway mm-hmm. if you really think about it like oh you're only sexy as a woman when you were actually a child because when you're 20 you're like a teenager 2.0 <laughs> right okay so it's exactly. just like the fact that people find that to be the standard for beauty is just like insane to me but um yeah that's when I knew when someone bought it up to me like yeah you need to humble yourself bitch because you ain't 23 no more and by the way guys I was 28 <laughs> When the conversation happened, I was 28 years old. Like, huh?
1: That and I is... remember
0: I told my girlfriend, I snitched on him to my girlfriend in her 30s, and she was like, What the fuck is he talking about? Like, you're 28. You're a
1: baby. Yeah, that is so bizarre. Also, like, sorry, he gotta catch a stray. He's a white man, I don't care. Somebody said today, and I saw that I'm like, This is so true. I don't know if I sent you the tweet, but somebody was like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio really had four years of him looking good. And, and I'm like, you know what? That's so true. He was sexy for like people. four years. And now look like he looks trench, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know. Very swollen. That, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think where I was go- <laughs> going with this. Oh, yeah. How he likes, you know, quote, like younger women in their like 20s and stuff like that. But it's like, that's your standard. But like, let's talk about you. Like let's yes. get into you
0: and you dating them is not going to stop you from aging. That's the thing. Exactly. And guess what? They're going to age too. That's life. That is life. The person and sorry, it's sorry, you had to catch a
1: stray for this conversation, but just tell us, <laughs> and
0: like the thing is seeing it now, like with my little cousins, you know, seeing the the whole family grow because not one. That's not how aging works. Where one person ages, while well, everybody will stay the same when you grow 10 years, the baby in your family grow for 10 years. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, wow, like everybody's getting older. And I see like, they're about to enter the mindset that I just was in. And I think about how, wow, my mom was my age when she had a child. Like as you start to frame age in different ways, you start to, it just starts to be a beautiful thing to grow a little bit older. And you look forward to different things. Like I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to the fact that they're about to enter their twenties and learn so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to the fact that I'm about to be a 30 year old woman and feeling my best, like honestly feeling my best, feeling like my 20s were so foundational. And like, let's just be honest. Even if you had an opinion on aging, what can you do? And I guess that brings us to our next point about what helps you feel comfortable aging. For me, it's the fact that it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't fucking matter that how comfortable I feel about it is going to happen. Um, and I'm going to embrace it. Also, the the things that I've learned from now versus when I was 22 has kept me alive, if we're going to be honest, because I cannot continue to operate the way I was when I was 22, filled with angst and anxiety and Mm -hmm. stress and nervousness and just worry and fear, constantly never knowing how to handle my emotions because it wasn't taught to me, this shit. Mm that I've learned throughout my twenties has grounded me and has helped me to realize I got this. I don't care if I'm having a bad day. What to me, that was worth way more than some men chasing after me. Like that exactly. is worth more to me. I'm so the Mel
1: Exactly. I'm so happy. I'm a woman that doesn't feel that way. What helped me was actually my mom. Mm. Um, because I never felt like my mom was old. Yeah. Like, no matter how like for instance me and my mom both have hello kitty um doc martin sandals like if i get something hello kitty or if i get something Minnie mouse like my mom gets it like Mm -hmm. i get it for her she get it for me vice versa and she just like is so youthful and i never felt like she was like like just like an old like just bitter and like hating on young girls and being like, well, when you look, you look like she never was like that. So like that what helped me feel better about age, like in aging was my mom.
0: Yeah, no Sabria, I was going to say that like too it was my mom because you know my mom still be out in the club. My mom still be dating. (laughs) My mom still be on. She was just being pissed off about her pretty little things package not coming. Like she's still shopping at the same places I'm shopping. My mom is 58 years old and she don't hide it. She don't be lying by her age. And I see my mom changing as she gets older. I see her health. Like she has to worry about different things now, but she's embracing it. And same with my aunt Donna, like we literally had a party this weekend and we went to Budokan together and I, I can hang out and go on vacation with my mom and my aunt because they're forever youthful. Like, they're Mm going to always say, you're not too old to have fun. They used to be leaving us when we was kids to go have fun and leave us at our grandma's house because it is healthy for adults, no matter what age, to still have a life. Like, fun is core, no matter what age you're at. Fun should never
1: stop. Like, it might be limited, policed, but it should never stop, no matter what age you're at. Exactly. And my mom always been, like, fun and, like silly goofy so like i just never had that like it's funny like the the negativity about age and stuff i learned from like outside of my house like, yeah. again, like, TV, the top model. And the only reason why I was pressed about it is because ever since I was a kid, I have been, like, career-minded. Like, Angelica's mom, like, I always wanted to be, like, oh, like, this businesswoman, like, you know, doing working in film and doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, and, you know, no matter how you feel about um her or whatever, the fact that Ava DuVernay was, like, in her 40s when she first, like, her, like, that, like, the film that got her, like, you know, people talking and stuff like that as somebody who wants to be a filmmaker that excites me and like now that I'm like getting back into learning about like you know um, watching more films and like actually reading about directions and stuff and I'm finding out that like a lot of people that do that what I want to do are like in their late 30s 40s and stuff like that a lot of actors and actresses mm-hmm. are like you know younger but like a lot of people um are in their mid 30s and 40s and i'm just like that makes sense too because the older you get the better you become at you should become at storytelling because you live, you know exactly so after realizing that i have stopped feeling so pressed about making like forbes 30 under um 30 uh, under 30 and i'm just like First of all, I probably, even if I was, you know, working in my field, I probably wouldn't make it anyway because it's like a game, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Damn. you know, it's just making it, stuff like that. It just makes me feel better. Um, and also like, just don't lose yourself, you know,
0: don't lose it up and don't lose yourself. This man told me he turned 40 and he was like living all his dreams. He said, age is the biggest barrier. Age is the biggest barrier. People try to make it like a reason you can't do, th- don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And when the time's right, it's going to happen for you. So that's yeah. it. That's it for this week's show. Um, y'all, please continue to send us some more listener letters and some topics, um, sponsorship opportunities, cool things on our at our uh, email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at BLKgirlbrunch. You can hit me up on Instagram at Imaa You can hit me up on Twitter at itsmatey and sabria at
1: frankenfem underscore on twitter and it's frankenfem on instagram
0: all right guys that's it that's the show have a good one bye peace